Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Empowerment Hour. We are your hosts, Maria Shapley and Annie Bryson, bringing you spiritual insights to personal growth. Today we have a special guest, Luciana. Um, she's an actress, um, among many other things, and we're so excited to have her on our show today to talk about um, relationships and what it's like to overcome um, heartbreak or overcome certain relationships and what she did to overcome it and where she's at now. So we're really excited to hear more about you and your story. Um, so just tell us a little bit about you. Like, what are you up to? Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm an actor, producer, activist. Um, I'm working currently in the nonprofit sector with uh, stories of homelessness. We just got a streaming award this year for our work, um, empowering the voice of the homeless and just exposing what's happening out there. I'm in charge of the scripted films. Um, we are in pre-production for our next segment um, of our film series called Displaced that we're hoping to shoot in St. Louis. Um, we're, you know, full full pre-production mode, trying to get the budget together, locations and all of that. Uh, but super excited to be embarking on this new journey. As we are discussing a little bit prior to this, hoping that this the actor strike is over soon so we can all get back to work. Um, not just actors, but also directors, producers, drivers, you know, everybody. There's such a trickle down that we've seen in the last 150 days because of the strike. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, on the producing and directing side, I'm working on a couple of documentaries um, that I've created over the last few like few years, five years almost for one of them. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Amazing. That's exciting. That's how exciting. That'll be nice. It's very empowering. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, we know you're kind of an expert on relationships and that you have some experience with um, things that you've been through in your lifetime. So tell us what your last relationship was like. I just love that I've just started, I'm an expert on relationships because I feel like my therapist just giggled. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we try. I, I definitely had a my last relationship, um, which is no longer my last relationship, but the one before this one was a really... Um, very hurtful narcissistic relationship and it's really interesting because narcissists for what I learned they are so they seem so genuine they're so good at emoting they're so good at copying emotion um that I believed everything you know and when I think back on it for me it's like I still have doubts as I'm opening up and dating and you know meeting new people and I feel like connected to new people I start I have that moment of like Oh my God, but this happened to this with this other person. Am I letting go of this? Is this why I, it's coming up for me now? Or do I still miss them? Or, you know, what I've learned through those experiences, it's, it's really the trauma bonding because you were so conditioned by this one person who learned all the things that you wanted and pretended to be them that you believed it. And to break that cycle of like, wait, yes, it felt real, but it wasn't real. Um, it's, it's difficult. It was pretty difficult. But, you know, looking back at it now, I, I realized also that there was a lot of parts of myself that needed healing. And that's why I think I was, um, I wouldn't say easy to fool, but very gullible because throughout the relationship, you notice the red flags and I'm not alone in this. You know, I have a master's degree. I have a lot of friends who are very smart women, very successful women who end up in traumatic or abusive relationships. But I think a lot of it is to figure it out 
what part of me needed the healing or wasn't being attended to that this person was able to come in and like paint this picture that I believed that fulfilled some kind of need. So that's the journey that I went on after that relationship. Wow. That's, um, I'm, I'm so glad you're talking about this today. Cause I kid you not, I have so many clients right now, um, that, that I'm working one-on-one with that are struggling with this right now, um, in relationships, like it's just what you experienced and it's tough. It's really hard. It's very challenging. And I love that you said that the nice takeaway of all this is you are learning about yourself and you're growing and you're healing old wounds and so I'm I'm so grateful that you said that. I'm so grateful because I know so many people today need to hear someone else knows what it feels like and came through yeah. it and came through it. And yeah. we sometimes say like, oh, but they were such nice guys. And my therapist will go, what was he really? Like you made a mistake and the guy just literally just like stopped responding, didn't pick up the, like, you know, it wasn't like you stole his puppy, emptied his bank account or slept with his brother. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what I do like relationships. Yeah. yeah, like even 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 if you did do something, you know, but I'm like, it, that would take a bigger person. But she would joke and she'd be like, you know, people make mistakes. Relationships are hard because we're all different. We see that with our siblings. We see that with our parents. Like it's not any different in romantic relationships. But there is this expectation that I really think it comes from this, you know, entertainment world and this movie business that romance needs to be easy. It needs to be easy. You don't have to look for it. When you stop looking, you find it. Tell me one thing in life when you stop looking and find it it doesn't exist <laughs> so I think that's a fallacy that we need to really stop subscribing to it could be yeah. it could be unless we believe it to be true but that's another topic <laughs> um but sure in the sense that anything could be right but if you look at actually the statistics of it and what really in your life you're succeed at if you if you need a job you'll look for it right you don't wait for it to come to you and if you want a relationship to be successful then you show up for it every day be it with who any anyone your parents your your siblings your friends or your romantic partner but this whole thing about love that you have to just stop looking and it will show up sure sometimes it happens in the same way that sometimes a job does come to you and you know things that do happen in that way um but I think it's an idea that keeps especially women just waiting for the next thing instead of like living their lives. Yeah, yeah. not taking action. They put everything on hold and saying, okay, when Mr. Wright comes in, I, I'm not, I, I think that we're, I, girls, young girls, especially, we watch the movies. Oh, a knight in shining armor, prince is going to come and rescue me and sweep me off my feet and take care of me the rest of my life. And then we get, to adulthood and we're like we're okay we find a knight in shining armor for like two months and then everything falls apart you know there's nothing in the cartoons we grow up with explaining hey it's tough it's not always a happy ending Mm -hmm. right but relationships can be our greatest teachers that's what I've learned because I've been through many like through the mills type of relationships and but you know, like all of us, we kind of come out on the other side and it's like, what are those aspects of me that need healing, which it sounds like you went through, but, and then also, of course, yeah, I can't just sit around and meditate and sit in my home and say, okay, my perfect partner is going to show up at my door. It could, who knows, but it, it's the action that you take that's going to draw it back to you. So if you're not putting any action towards something, then nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, back to intention. But I have a great friend and she's lovely. She's like, no, it's going to come to me. And I'm like, honey, unless he's your Uber, you know, Uber Eats delivery <laughs> guy or your dog walker, it's just really not going to knock on your door. Like you really have to like be in the world. 
Um, but you know, because it's true. What are the like? Sure, maybe one percent for possibility. I don't know, point zero 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 one in the sense that anything could happen. But again, are we maximizing our choices and going after the things we say we want? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're gonna. So now we're gonna lead into our second question. So how did you? I'm pretty sure this is what I wrote down. But um, how did you overcome like this narcissistic relationship? How did you overcome it? How did you get out of it? How did you know? enough is enough. I need to get out of this. How did you heal from it? Um, it's really tough with narcissists because they keep coming back. You know, they keep poking at you because they want to know if you're still in, you know, in love with them or interested, if they can still get you confused. So there's a lot of that, you know, while I thought we were trying to save and work on the relationship, he was already talking to other people and he was already moving on without telling me. And you know, and I confronted him on this this year when he decided to call me on my birthday and ruin it. And it was funny because I was like, you know, but again, I was still very confused. I was still feeling like, did I overlook things? Was this my fault? So the thing about the narcissist, and, and I say this loosely because, of course, it's a spectrum. It could be anything from incredibly abusive to somebody who was just, you know, very self-centered. So it, it, it just depends. And, I, and I'm not here to really diagnose anyone. Um, but my experience was by reading books was that he was very uh, textbook case like in my experience um and it takes time to realize this because when you're in it you want it to work and they're very good at picking one thing that you did wrong and then horny on that and I noticed he did that a lot like oh you go you went to this place without me you betrayed me oh you didn't stand up for me in this thing and there was nothing to stand up for like things like that that I wouldn't let really shake me until I did something that I really thought that was wrong and or that could have been wrong or could be misconstrued and then he hooked on that and just used that to kind of torture me through the to the end of the relationship but wouldn't let me go until he had somebody else which is a very common trait of a narcissist. Like, and that really, you know, and now that I look back, I was angry for a very long time. But now that I look back, it's like, it's so incredibly sad that these people, these kind of people needed to feel affirmed, you know, by someone else outside of them, that they can't be by themselves for five seconds right. without jumping from relationship to relationship because they hate themselves so much. And this was someone who said that, like, I hate myself. And so ladies and gentlemen, if anyone ever says that to you, run the other direction. <laughs> um, yeah, because the truth is, you know, you can't make people love themselves. And if you love them as flawed as they are, then their mindset goes to, well, then there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. If you can love me just how flawed and terrible I am, then there's something fundamentally wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And that will never lead to a happy relationship. So these people go forever in this endless search in these cycles of love bombing, you know, victim, persecutor, and then back to love bombing and like all until they get tired of this person and they move on to the next thing. And that's why you end up in these you know, consistent cycles of relationships. So after that, for me, I took a break from dating. I started doing a lot of therapy. Um which was really great. Um, I joined support groups with other women who've gone through different relationship aspects, you know, hearing their stories was also super informative because you realize like, oh shit, this is happening to everybody. And this is way more common than you think. Um, so that was also helpful to have some kind of a support group. Um, 
I at the time had blocked him of everything and, you know, deleted his contact, except for, I think he was like, if you block their number, they can still text you or something. So I got a, a text came through and I ignored him for a few months, but then it kept going, you know, which was his like trademark. He would do this. He would be very insistive, which I myself, who was love hungry, was like, oh, he cares. Look, otherwise he wouldn't insist so much. So at the end of last year, we started kind of texting back and forth. And in January, had a pretty honest conversation. And, you know, I still felt really attached. And when he got in touch with me, I was still hopeful, like, oh, maybe he's seen the truth. And he like realized how great I am. And mm. and by the end of the conversation, it was the opposite. It was like an affirmation to me. They're like, oh, no, this person is never going to change. He doesn't realize what, you know, what he's doing. And here's the thing that I want to be very clear like people know when they're misleading you people know when they're gaslighting you people know when they're lying to you they know so don't be like oh maybe he forgot that he said that and I did that in the beginning I'm like well he said this to me but maybe he forgot am I and then you start questioning yourself did I remember this correctly you know and I'm like oh well, maybe I did and maybe it was someone else and you start to second guessing so just be sure that your gut's always right and there's ever any questions and doubts that something was not being said or done the way that you remember the the plan was that they were doing that on purpose mm -hmm. and after that conversation like I just listed a bunch of things of like you know these are the things that you did and this is the facts like it's just the facts are these you can interpret it however you want but you're wrong and this all came because he was listening to the podcast and he was wanting to tell me his side of the story because I was changing the narrative to fit whatever story I was creating. And I was like, really, am I? Let's let's go the bullet points down the story and how I went down. And by the end, he was speechless. And I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. I got to go. Wow. And, you know, I everybody says you need to forgive. Forgive will set you free. And you know what? Once you're done, who gives a fuck? Sorry yeah. if I can curse on here, but like, I was like, Neutral I don't balance. care. Yeah. I don't care about forgiving you at all because I'm like, whatever, you just mean nothing to me anymore. Sure, if you need to take it, like I will, I don't want you anywhere near me. There should be a PSA about you. Um, <laughs> you know, one of my girlfriends said to me when it was over, she said, you know, the sad thing about the story is that he's allowed to go out there in the world and do this again to somebody else. And that's when I knew that it was like, fuck, this guy is like a serial. I don't even know traumatizer um but it was a pretty interesting story but you know I did a lot of therapy I did take time off to you know not date to really investigate why was I so attached um I read a book and there's a lot of prompt questions called codependent no more cool. by Melody Beattie it's so good I really recommend that it really helped me understand my patterns um, I also read a book is like, why does he do that um, behind the story of angry men? And it's like a scientific book that literally 600 pages. And I read it in a, like a day. Nice. It was so because you start and my friend of mine who also was in a similar relationship, found this book and felt the same way. She's like, Oh, my God, it's like, I'm reading my ex boyfriend. Um, so there was that moment of recognition and all these like, neurological understandings of what you went through, help you move on. But it's not until, honestly, it wasn't until I opened myself up to really fall in love again and like jump on the next relationship that I think I healed. Ooh. And I think, yeah, and I think at that point it was that like I understood myself, I knew what I wanted, and like I was no longer interested in the same types of men. Yeah, so, you know, when you said that, you're like, so now 
I know we have another question, but <laughs> um, so now you are in love in a new relationship. Because when you said that, there was something that like she lit up when yeah. she like, Yeah, right? Did you see that? <laughs> um, you know, everything is new in my life right now. I feel like the way that I am interacting with the world is new. Um, so I'm trying to not put labels on anything and just stay curious and see what happens. But with that, I think one thing that was missing in me before is courage to just speak up to what I wanted and what I needed. And I think narcissists and, and guys who are of that nature, they really pry on women who feel embarrassed, ashamed, uncomfortable, or maybe even unworthy of asking for what they want and what they deserve, because then you don't uncover their lies and you know they can go on with the with the charade for longer. I have a question. Okay. Just to simplify, so for people who are out there dating right now, because it sucks, like there, there are narcissists out there and there is a place for everyone in the world. It doesn't mean you need to have dinner with the narcissist, right? Or date the narcissist, but it's like, okay, let them do their thing and hopefully they get their healing. But what would you say like the top, like five to 10 flags are of dating a narcissist? Annie, would you say that's a good question? That's a great question. That's fantastic. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can I can share what I've learned through, you know, the therapy and everything else that I've done so far. Number one is like the love bombing. If they come too strong at you from the beginning, like, listen, it's not because they love you and you're so special. It's because they feel like they have to do that for you to like them. So they're trying to build trust very quickly. Like this guy was on our first date was like, let's go to the Maldives. I'm like, what? I haven't even had dinner with you. He's like, we'll have dinner on the way. And like looking back, I'm like, oh my God, that's so romantic. I didn't go because obviously I didn't know this person. I want to be stranded in a foreign country with a man I don't know. Um, but at the time I was like, it felt so weird that anyone would say that on a first date, um, you know, that I it should have been a flag to begin with. So that's the number one thing. Another one is anyone who doesn't listen to what your needs and wants are or like denies the things that you're saying are true. Another thing that happened in this, you know, in this relationship was that he would say something like, oh, as simple as, oh, you know, because I'm not that into social media. And then I'll bring that up again. Like, well, why are you always on your phone and on Instagram if you're not into social media? And he would say, that's your word. I would never use the word social media. Like I would never talk like that. I never said that. And then in my mind, I'd be like, wait, did he say that? Am I getting confused? Was it someone else? But then he would come up again and he would say, it, and then I would, I would prove to myself like, oh no, he did say it. But now more time has gone by and I was still, in that um so that's another one uh, another thing to watch out for later on in relationships is like are they trying to find reasons to blame you make you feel guilty do they take responsibility for their own actions victim victimhood this whole like you did this to me the world is against me like that's so typical narcissistic behavior like this guy my god everything he was the victim of everything you know um, he might have gone and on Instagram and talked to someone and like started an inappropriate like conversation. But if I saw it by just looking at his phone while he was typing, he would lose it. Like, oh, how dare you? How could you do this to me? I trusted you and you're looking at my phone. Like, meanwhile, he's like, right. you know, yeah. engaging mm -hmm. in wrongful relationships. So they try to distract you. They try to blow up things that are so normal to kind of distract you from what they're doing. Um, which usually has, you know, no ethical stand or, or any kind of like, 
it's so wild it, you know until you go through a, a narcissistic relationship it's really hard to grasp because until then and this was the hardest thing for me to grieve was that I never thought people were inherently bad before meeting this guy you know but after meeting him like you know he's like wow people can really be Machiavellian in a way they can really manipulate distort confuse you for no reason right like if I meet you ladies and I didn't really vibe with you I won't be like "Ooh, let me see what I can get them to do for me like how I can like mess with their minds and fuck with their lives I'm gonna be like peace out I won't see you ever again it's just you know <laughs> so to think that someone would think that way it kind of blows my mind and yeah. you know these types of people are very successful because it's you know they're very focused, very strong-minded, very manipulative. So they get a lot of people to do what they want them to do. And it was true for my ex. You know, he was a very successful guy in, in entertainment business. Um, but even recently, I was talking to this producer um, about the film that he was shooting abroad, and the guy was already changing the story of what the casting was and what the terms of this you know contractual agreement would be. And I, I called him out and I said, listen, this is what you said to me was going to be. And this is your story changing one more time. And I feel like you're not an integrity here with like what the truth is mm -hmm. and what what's the deal. And he was like, how dare you question me? Like, if you're going to be like that, I'm going to block you. He literally blocked me from everything. And, wow. you know, Did you ask oh, yeah. Mm, thank goodness. Wow. exactly like and it makes you and he was like oh you're acting this way I was fighting for you but now I won't do it because of your behavior like that's a typical narcissistic thing and when I went online and I just just curious because I, I really don't care about this person I already had muted all their stories and things because of a similar behavior in the past but it had never escalated because I never confronted it before right I was never the kind of person who was able to say listen these things are not matching what's the truth and that was just such a great gift. And, it, you know, when I saw that, I was like, oh, it's not that he's so mad that I did something wrong. I deserve to be blocked is that he knows I'm on to him. So he doesn't want me to see it, all the shitty things he's probably going to keep doing to other female actors who he's trying to do this to. And so he shut me out of the ability to communicate with those people and see what he's doing. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, just know for the women dating that, like, it is not you unless you are the narcissist, which happens a lot, you know, there's a lot of women. And I heard from guy friends who go on these online date, you know, dating sites, like, Oh yeah, I'll go to lunch with you. If you buy me, a, you know, this purse or whatever, you know? So yeah, That's that also, <laughs> yeah. See, I would just never do that. So it's crazy. I, I get what you're saying. It's so hard to think there's really people out there who do these things, you know, that say those things and, Right. It's just yeah. now, now I'm all frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, so the number one tip I would say is that your gut's always right. So mm -hmm. before you go call your friend, before you go ask for advice, before you trust whoever this person is, like check in with yourself and be like, what is it ring true to me? Mm -hmm. You know, and trust that you know what the truth is. And that was the biggest lesson. And from now on, I mean, it really changed the way I interact with everything and everyone because I'm like, oh, no. What a gift you got out of it in the end. You received such a blessing, would you say? I would. I mean, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. I still hope he gets hit by a bus. But, you know, <laughs> I think it's a, 
I, I definitely, what did I say? Like made brownies out of like lemons, you know, I tried to make the best out of, uh, of what happened and it did change me. I think at first it was sad for me to realize like this naivete that I have about the inherited good in people changed. But at the same time, I think it might be for the best because now I think I am way more present and in, in seeing what life is and what I want it to be and, you know, the path to making it what I want it to be. Incredible. Yeah. I, I do want to add for the audience something that I noticed with the work I do is kind of when COVID happened and everything shut down um, and, you know, we're all staring, facing death because so many people passed away. What I saw energetically is like the whole world like got so shooken up that people um, I'm noticing still after this time, there's a lot of angry people still out there, people taking their stuff out on other people. And I, I just know with relationships, if you're in a relationships right now and you're struggling, um, please get help, please go get help. You know, I have one good friend who is married and it the husband is losing it you know he is so upset and angry and unfortunately instead of dealing with what he's really upset about he's taking it out on his wife and that's not okay mm -hmm. so i just want to encourage people please if you if i even if you love this person very much go get help for yourself because that's never okay it is never okay for anybody to treat you bad take their anger out on you yell at you belittle you those mm -hmm. are all bad signs and please go get help if anything not you don't have to look for marriage counseling go get yourself help and see what you need to do to move through it because sometimes it can be challenging just to be you I mean because Luciana you you did it perfect you went you found help you were reading books you were getting help and I want to encourage everybody to take that step too if you find yourself in a similar situation Definitely. I also found journaling was very helpful because once you see it, you know, in black and white, the way that you're feeling about these things, you start to realize, oh, this is not okay. You know, I, I had a little jar that I called my feelings jar and I would just write a little post-its about feelings I had throughout the day. Sure. And it was just a way to like not carry them throughout the day. It's like, okay. I'm someone who's like a worrier. So I'm like, I, I felt like I had to worry about things for them to be resolved. And so that was a way that I found to get them off my mind, but not forget about them. So it would be like, just write those, those feelings in a jar, put it away. And then by then at the end of the week, when whatever has been resolved or not, I'll read through those post-it notes. And some of it was like, whoa, this is not how relationships should go. So if anyone is belittling you, talking down to you, treating you terribly, like, Good people get mad, guys, sure, but good people don't do those things. Right. And yeah. also one thing that I've learned by my own interviews on my podcast, Incessantly Seeking, was like, what seems familiar is not necessarily safe. Mm -hmm. We keep looking for safety and end up in familiar relationships that most likely were unsafe, like unsafe in our childhoods. So if I, for instance, you know, always felt like love had to be earned. I had to like show myself, prove myself, work hard at it. And that's because of the way I was raised, right? My father was that kind of person. My mother had to earn it, you know, and then I grew up in a structure that, okay, you can have the good if you do the, the hard thing. And that's not life. Like you could just have the good thing. It happens for a lot of people. And, you know, you deserve love no matter who you are, you know, just because you're born. Even, you know, the narcissistic crazy dude that I dated had lovely moments, helped his friends, you know, like did good things for people. Um, so even, even bad 
people do good things and even good people do bad things. So you have to like wait it out at the same time. It's like if if they're doing this to you in your intimate relationships, you have to realize like, why am I allowing it to happen? And is that what you really want? Because I hear that a lot. I hear a lot like, I just want someone who is nice to me. And I think, God, that's so bottom line. Like, yeah. I wouldn't accept friends who treat me like this. Right. Why would I accept somebody else, you know, who's in my, in my house? I feel like some sometimes if we're brought up in a dysfunctional household or you know, people who are abusive, we may not have that template of what a healthy healthy parenting is or what healthy love is. And if anyone listening um, has experienced that, like look up people who have that, like look to role models or people who do demonstrate that, whether it's your neighbor or a friend or um, a documentary or show, or I don't know, something that actually gives you or a therapist coach um, that can show you what that is to kind of give you that imprint or what that, that could feel like or what that would look like. Um, and I also love that you started to journal out your feelings and make that jar because sometimes we have all these thoughts going on in our head and when we get it onto paper and whether this is in a positive light or in a negative light, but if you're dealing with an abusive relationship, you may not, like you could forget it. You know, a month goes by, I dealt with all this shit. And then, um, and then you just, you stay in the pattern, but when you put it to paper and you can reflect back at the end of the week whoa, all that happened, all that was said, hold on, I'm going to light this on fire, let it go or put it in water, throw it out and say, hey, like, do I, is that love? Is that like how I want to feel? Is that how I want to feel in relationship? Because, hey, our relationships make our life and who we surround ourselves with, who we're in a romantic relationship with can really make or break us. So we want to have healthy relationships, not toxic ones. So I'm really glad you did that. That's really... Pivotal. Yeah. And, and if the people who are you dating don't treat you as friends, like, and listen, sometimes you date people and it doesn't work out and it sucks to end it. Like it really does because they're nice people and you're having fun. You just, it's not clicking or whatever. Like it really sucks. But at the end of the day, like what I'm trying to do now is like, I am I leaving you better than I found you? Am I being your friend? Am I like being present in this moment? And you know, whether or not we're going to end up together, like, I don't know, but like, I just don't want to ever have a breakup like the last one where I leave thinking, God, well, how the hell did this happen? You know, um, and walking away feeling like I wasted time of my life with someone who didn't really add much to it versus like, okay, we're going to be at least friends when this is over. Or when you have your fucking baby, I'll be like, oh my God, I'm so happy for you. You know, instead of wishing you get hit by a bus. <laughs> oh my god that's like bottom line at the end of my all my relationships I don't ever want to wish anyone gets hit by a bus again right all right yes only attracting and calling in the good people or exactly <laughs> this has been so much fun thank you yes yeah. yes thank you so much for being on with us can you let people know um if they have more questions or want to know about your podcast what what's your information where they can go to find you yeah, of course. I'm on Instagram as Luciana Felhaber Official. Um, you can find me there. That's where I'm most responsive. I also have a podcast called Incessantly Seeking. And you can find that on all major platforms where we discuss love and relationships and, you know, personal growth. And uh, thanks for having me here, ladies. Thank, wow, you, thank you for sharing your story with us. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. I think we could talk about this forever. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Awesome.
any questions for us, let us know. But in the meantime, we'll be back for another episode next week. We'll see what it is. Thanks, guys. Um, bye. bye.